0: Podcast, music, and more. I am your host, Bushy, and guess what? It's the end of the year. So I went into the caves, dug through the caverns, and I brought out the man. I got him for a night anyway. Metal Mike, how you doing? Bushy,
1: Bushy, how you been, buddy? Happy holidays to you and your loved ones, man. And I've been alright, dude. I mean, like everybody else, I'm going through a lot of stuff right now. Basically busy with work because <clears throat> like I you know right now you know COVID's kind of making a comeback which it's not as bad as I think the media makes it out to be like it's like nobody's died from it. In fact most people are asymptomatic but then we had our we our yearly survey with public health and they've been up our butt. So that's been crazy, and you know, because they separated the COVID patients, they took all the non-COVID patients and put them on my end of the building, which means I got even more patients to take care of. So I've been basically working my dick off, and then when I get off in the morning, I go over to the uh, monstrosity, the the trailer, right? And I've been working on it. Good news is. About a week and a half, a couple weeks ago, I got the roof down. Right now, I'm cutting everything into sections. After that, it'll be the floor. And then after that, I got somebody who's going to take the uh, the axles and the frame off my hands. So I am getting there, dude, slowly but surely. Nice. I've had a little bit of help here and there. Bildo helped me one day. His dad helped me another day. My buddy John Karate, he he loaned me his Milwaukee Zaza, which was amazing. Um, cuts through that shit like a hot night through butter. And then a good friend of mine who used to be a co-host on my Tuesday night thrash bash years ago when I first started Dirty Dave Lucky. I remember um, Dirty Dave. Yeah, Dirty Dave, man. He helped me out one uh, weekend. So, you know, but mo- it's mostly been, and my nephew Kane, he's helped me a few times when he could, but it's pretty much been me on my own. That's why it's taken as long as it has, you know. Um, if I, I, I wish I could have, I, and I actually did put in for a couple of weeks to just concentrate on the trailer, Um but they wouldn't give it to me because it was the annual survey and sure, COVID. So yeah. it was like, well, fuck. So I've I've literally been uh, bad news though. Is I lost somebody close to me to colon cancer a couple weeks ago, and oh. that's been a big blow. I mean, she was a sweet girl. Um, in another time, another place, she might have been my girl. You oh, know, it's one I'm of those. I hear of, that. Yeah, she. Um, it was just one of those situations where we're like. Not to sound all fucking maudlin and fucking melodramatic, but it was like two trains running, passing each other throughout the night because it was like whenever I was single, she was in a relationship. And whenever I was available, or whenever she was available, I was in a relationship. So we never really, you know, we had a few fleens or whatever, but it was never it never, you know, moved beyond that kind of thing, you know? So, and that's another thing. I think that's kind of fucking with my head is just the first time in my life that I've ever lost somebody that I was intimate with. And we were really good friends. Like she was a big supporter of what I do with the station and the podcast. She would share. She even had the nurses in the hospitals cause she obviously being sick. She right. was in and out of the hospital. All the time. She had the nurses listening to me and Bildo on Friday nights.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. So she's a very, very
1: sweet girl. And, um, it breaks my heart, you know, pisses me off. In fact, that she had to die in the way that she died, but it is what it is. And uh, Jessica, I just want you to know, if you're out there, man, I love you and I miss you, and I hope I'll see you on the other side. Um, of course, that's my, you know, agnostic slash atheist. I don't know yeah. what you want to label it.
0: I, 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 I know what you're saying it's right It's something there, I
1: struggle it. with, man. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, my mother, she was a pretty spiritual woman and she she you know she would get upset with me because i i didn't buy all in on and that stuff but i'm like mom i love you man but i'm sorry if something sounds so too good to be true than it usually is right and that's how i feel about most religions
0: i well I, I definitely feel you and uh i'm sorry for the loss and rest in paradise jessica was that the name
1: uh yeah jessica serio
0: okay. all right well well wishes to her family and friends and to you as well uh, I, I gotta say, brother, you have been missed. Uh, I had Mark Taylor on for a Bon Jovi review because I knew you wouldn't want to review Bon Jovi.
1: <laughs> I still it, listen, though. That's how loyal of a friend I am.
0: Well, he got all <laughs> pissy. Really like nice. he's like, I'm finally on the show with No Metal mic. <laughs> it's like, well, that's why I had him. I you, laughed bitch. out loud.
1: <laughs> he he messaged me the other day and said, "Man, brother, you're really missed. Not just among the podcasting community, but even at TMS, man." And I've been so busy, dude, I haven't even had time to listen to any of you guys. Right. Like I haven't listened to any of the DJs and, and, and part of that's because public health's been there. You know, usually like if I'm at work, I can I can open up another window on my, my laptop and, and, and listen to you guys while I do my work and it, you know, which of course with you being a day show i just haven't been up early enough because i'm fucking exhausted dude and then when i do on my weekends i'm off i go over to the trailer to work and i try to listen on my phone but the internet's spotty at best you know when i'm not because the only internet i can connect to is my dad's which is next door you know what i mean so it's just been hard man i haven't really been able like i've i've not been able to listen to any of the djs you know and uh So there's that. And also, I did want to address another thing. You know, recently, uh, Dr. Fuck announced that he was stepping down from TMS. And uh, I, of course, told him that he's always going to be part of the family at at that metal station, as far as I'm concerned. Whether he's a fucking DJ or not, you know. Um, And I wished him nothing but luck in his future endeavors. And I'll definitely follow whatever he does. But I understand. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's got so many irons in the fire. He's like, what, in three different bands, has two different podcasts. Plus he does uh, the YouTube stuff and I know he's got family stuff going on too. So Ralph, I just want you to know, Dr. Fuck, I love you, man. You will always, always be part of the, the TMS family as far as I'm concerned, man. And which means a lot considering I'm the fucking co-owner. So, um, (laughs) you know, but I just want you to know, brother, we love you. We wish you the best. And I definitely look forward to having you on. I still want to do that. I still want to have Dr. Fuck on. I want to have certain guests on, like I said, I kind of have this idea of what I call like my musical journey with so and so where we have somebody we know it could be Chris Sinzak, the Podfather, Pod father whoever and we kind of just kind of almost interview them like, okay, who broke your musical cherry or your metal cherry? How did you get into rock and metal and just kind of tell their fucking story, man
0: yeah, so. absolutely yeah I love like I said man uh I've definitely been trying to keep the show going um
1: and succeeding.
0: Not bad, I, I think I had a pretty big show that I uploaded this week um, Got the Baco on <laughs> Yeah, Baco, Wadzilla, the Podfather um, I just kind of reached out when this Dave Chappelle thing broke out weeks ago I've been planning this one for weeks Yeah And uh, you know, so as soon as the controversy hit, the quote unquote controversy I was like, okay, I remember when I started this show with those two other guys We always kind of branded it a, you know, like a male version of The View And I started thinking through that, and I was like, you know what? I really need to talk about this one. This has me so angry. I said, so let me get guys that think mostly the opposite of what I think. (laughs) (laughs) And got those three guys (laughs) on. And uh, when you listen to it, you'll find out that uh, the media is lying to us. We're not as divided as you think.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I've been saying that forever, man. The media fuels the plane. It's like they want they want us to fight amongst ourselves. They yeah. want, and I think the powers that be do. I'm very conspiratorial when it comes to that shit. Or whether the <laughs> fuck you want no. I'm serious, I man. I tell my friends that my my friends, you know, that that, that belong in other ethnic groups, because I hate the term people of color because we're all colored. Yeah. Even us white folks. We're not really white, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're black peach. folks. Like my mic, <laughs> my, my microphone is black. Those folks are brown. Some right. of them are a dark brown, but they still brown. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's get that out of the way. But I'm always like, they want us to fight amongst ourselves. Charles Barkley said that a long time ago. He said, you know, uh, nailed it on the head. He just said that he felt like most folks, most black folks, are good people. Most white folks are good people. Most his, whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and, and they want us to fight each other. Because in that way, we're not paying attention to the absolute butt-fucking without fucking, you know, any lubrication that they are giving us. And I really wish people would just wake the fuck up, man. Absolutely. These politicians whether they're red or blue, are not on your side. Uh -uh. Most of them don't give a fuck about you people, okay? It just cracks me up how you got these Republicans and Democrats all fucking getting on Facebook and arguing with each other and shit. I'm like, that's fucking pointless. I mean, I just don't see the point of it, man. It's like, And and I'm somebody who can look past somebody's political beliefs unless they're like really extreme right or left. If you're like a total lefty commie, go fucking suck a dick. If you're a total fucking right-wing, fucking nutbag, fucking thinking Hitler's all gold, go suck a dick. Right. All right, man? Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not down for that shit, you know. But even though I do believe that everybody has the fucking right and the freedom to believe in whatever they want, no matter how much I disagree with it, no matter how much I may personally hate it. Yeah, see, no, I'm sorry. I'm a like big believer in First Amendment, so,
0: yeah. I am, too, and you like something I said in that show. Uh, Ken kind of tried to argue it, but I don't think he made the argument well. Because um, I was saying, yes, hate speech. None of us like it, but it's protected. It's free speech. You're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. Um, you don't have to like it. You don't have <clears> to agree <throat> with it. In fact, you should condemn it. But they have the right to spit that shit. And uh, he had said something to the effect of, uh, you can't yell fire at a theater because you can cause a lot of injuries. You get in trouble for that. I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's different. <laughs> you know, and I don't know how to explain that it's different. But some asshole standing on the corner, you know, spewing his racial shit. I don't like that. But they have the right to say it. it. They have the right remember, to say it, you know.
1: I remember years ago, there was some fucking Klan rally somewhere. This was a long time ago. And this dude was spewing his fucking vile bullshit, man. And there was... These cops, white and black, that had to sit there with their arms crossed. And they even said, man, I want to turn around and choke that motherfucker. Right. But I can't. You know, because they believed in freedom of speech. And the fact is, if you label that hate speech, who decides what is hate speech?
0: That That's my you know, issue I, I'm right sorry. there.
1: See, right there. You know, I'm sorry, folks. I don't trust the government. Uh-uh. call me a crazy fucking libertarian or whatever. I don't, what why should I? Why should any of us really trust the government? Like these people who are anti-vaxxers, while I got the vaccine, vaccination, I can understand why some people don't or won't. Right. You know, and um and you, you know, and, and you know like, what the funny the thing is? The government's not always proven to be fucking trustworthy, folks. Right. So, you know, you and I'm not a judgmental person. Like, I'm not going to condone or condemn you. That, to me, is a personal choice. Right. And I'm not going to, you know, I, I again, I think people have the right. You know, I know that, that, that that's probably going to piss some of our listeners off. They'll be okay. But here's my thing, folks. Hear me out. I'm a nurse, so I kind of know what I'm talking about here. This vaccination is not a cure. This is not smallpox. This is not um, polio. Ladies and gentlemen, this I'm is so I'm oh, so
0: glad you brought up polio because I have an interesting statistic for you once you've completed your thought. Um
1: most of most vaccination it's like the flu. There's different strains of the flu. So even if you get the flu shot, and guess what? Here's a newsflash. Even if they're right, like a lot of times the powers that be, they'll go, okay, well, what strain of the flu do we think is going to be prevalent? Right. So it's a guessing game. They don't really know. That's why there's so many times where people get, I got the fucking flu shot and I got sick anyway. Well, that's because you got influenza B instead of influenza A, bro. And yeah. guess what? Newsflash. Even if you do get a vaccination for influenza A, you can still get it. You won't be as sick. It's just, it, To me, COVID's like that, you know, like. People have to understand something. The flu killed a lot more people than this shit. This shit, I'm not, I'm not saying that people shouldn't take it seriously. I think that, and again, this is probably going to piss some people off, but I thought one of the dudes that, you know, and I don't agree with everything this guy says, but one of the things that he said where I'm like, okay, this dude actually has some fucking brains was Tucker Carlson. I don't really consider Tucker totally media because he he's a, yeah, he's, he's a commentator. Yeah, he's a commentator. He's op-ed. He yeah. tells you what he fucking thinks. You he's a media and with pundit. people Yeah, and when people do that, I don't have a problem with it as long as they, uh, you know, hey, I'm not Walter fucking Cronkite or right. whoever, you know? Like, well, I'm well not none just,
0: of them are anymore. Nobody reports no, the news. No, yeah. they gotta no, They got to put their spin on it.
1: No, and that's what fucking kind of pisses me off about It's like, I just want the news. Can somebody please just tell me what's going on without putting some kind of an agenda or spin on it? Like. You motherfuckers. Well,
0: here's the thing. Uh, A lot of people bring up polio and I'm glad you brought up polio. Yo, we were able to wipe out polio. It's like, yeah, but how come they never talk about how long it took? It took four years, four years to get this country at 56% vaccinated. That is a fact. Google it.
1: Yeah. We are they wanna act like this shit happened overnight. They they yeah. wanna act like this shit happened yeah. overnight. And to me it's just apples and oranges, because guess what? I had the vaccination. I got fucking COVID anyway. Right. Now, with that being said, do I think it helped me? Yes, because my symptoms were pretty fucking mild, ladies and gentlemen. So yes, I'm not I'm I'm not but it's not a cure, ladies and gentlemen. Like people act like this they, oh if everybody gets the vaccine the gonna be cured. Everybody's gonna be gone. No, it's not. It's well, a virus and it's gonna mutate. And you're already got like three or four different fucking strains. This shit's gonna be just like the fucking flu.
0: It already is. You need to get
1: a grip. It's and what already. I was gonna say about the media puppet, put, it, was, it was Tucker Carlson. When this shit first broke out, he looked right at the camera. He goes, Don't panic, but don't be complacent. And I'm like, right. Whoa! This is the only dude that actually said something where I'm like, exactly, he got it, he got what, you know, I was like, that's how I feel about it, you know, like, you know, but this isn't the bubonic plague, folks, people kind of need to get a grip, and I'm not, look, I've lost people to this, I lost a guy who was like a fucking dad to me, man, he's a second father to me, to this shit, I I understand,
0: and he wasn't that old He. I saw somebody today. This said, uh, we need, was it today on the news? It's either today or yesterday. This said, we need to quit focusing on cases. We need to look at hospitalizations. Because all of a sudden, these numbers that are scaring everybody drastically drop. Now, with uh, what we call. We only had to
1: send two people to the fucking hospital with that shit. Everybody else had little to no symptoms. Well, that's the thing. These anti vaxxers
0: aren't necessarily anti vaxxers. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. We all know I'm vaccinated. I'm still considering the booster. I haven't decided yet.
1: Just I'll because end up getting it. my arm
0: was so fucking sore on both shots. I don't know that i, I want know, to do right? it. I know, right? But the other side of that is, eh, if I need one this time, I might do it. But if this is something that's going to keep coming around, I don't know that I'm going to keep doing it. I'm anti-mandate. Okay, that's my issue: it is, we're making this mandatory even though they don't have control groups for children, you know, uh, I I told my daughter, I'm going to leave it up to her. You know, hope nothing happens to her, but I'm going to leave it up to her because she's a 16-year-old girl. She's old enough to start thinking these things through a little bit. Make a decision. Don't listen to the crazies. You know, her mom just had COVID, as a matter of fact. And her mom was one of these, don't get that fucking shot, don't get that fucking shot. Now guess what the bitch is saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get that shot. Because people that go through it hate it. I, I, I hear it's a pretty miserable experience. My thing is you can't force this shit on people. Let it be tested. Most of these vaccination trials go, what, 10 years? Five years? Yeah, who they knows? And that's nothing. Like we don't know.
1: Months. This is a different kind of vaccination. This isn't a weakened version of the no, COVID, guys. this is, guys. MRNA. This is... It's a
0: spike protein. Yeah, so we're it's talking very about something
1: different. that fucking kind of fundamentally changes your dna ladies and gentlemen who knows man we could all end up getting growing a fucking third or fourth arm
0: well i hope it'll add a couple inches to my dick
1: right that would be awesome (laughs) But but my point that i'm trying to make dude is we don't know yet so it's like I don't know. I just hate that everybody has to politicize everything. Right. I haven't listened to your latest episode. I'm going to. It's my next we, thing. We, to listen we don't
0: to. talk about COVID at all. This is strictly the Dave Chappelle controversy.
1: Um, but as far as like hate speech, to me, it, I don't like the idea of the government trying to tell me what is and what isn't hate speech. Right. Because, say, I mean, I've actually heard weirdos say that people that say shit negative about Biden, that's hate speech. Hey, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. People have the right to let the president know whether they like what he's doing or what they, if they don't like. I don't give a fuck who he is. You know, what what makes this guy so special? Fuck right. that.
0: Yeah, especially know? when whenever every time there's a guy from the other side of the aisle in office. Now there was a lot more vitriol with the last one. You know, but with every single one, you know, they're a fascist, you know, and they're gonna take away all your rights and blah blah blah. Dude, and fuck him. And it's I, like, I've man, seen it stop. happen
1: a hundred times. Yeah. I remember I remember some weirdos even comparing W to Hitler. And I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. Really, guys? And then when when Obama became president, some of the people, I'm not going to mention their names, but some of them were right-wing. And they, oh, it's going to be like communist Russia. And then when, Hitler, when Trump won, oh, it's going to be like Nazi Germany. You know what? I, hey, folks, on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, calm the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, please calm the fuck down. Because, number one, that is an insult to anyone who was unfortunate enough to live under the fucking regimes of Stalin or Hitler. You Correct. have no idea what the fuck you're talking about comparing either of those guys to those monsters. I don't give a fuck if you like them or not. Hey, you know what? I don't like Joe Biden. I've never liked Joe Biden. No. When I was a kid in high school, I remember he was fucking spouting off and being a smartass one time. And he was on TV. I turned around on my dad said, who's this fucking jerk? Dad?" he goes, oh, it's Joe Biden, son. And you're right. He's a complete dick. You know, plagiarizing, motherfucker. I mean, this guy has a history. Just go through his history, man. He's a fucking jerk off. I've never liked him. I don't get, and this is coming from somebody who, hey, guess what, folks? My family, not so much anymore. We're more independent than anything. We were Democrat. Okay? Okay? So I never liked the prick. Never. Didn't like him before he became vice president. Didn't like him as vice president. Really don't like him now, man.
0: I tell you what And now he's like
1: a doddering old fucking fool He reminds me of the people I take care of in the nursing home And I know that may sound harsh, man
0: But Uh, But before that he
1: was an egocentric Arrogant fucking dickhead anyway, man You know, so I've never liked the guy
0: Seven years in a nursing home I've seen all those symptoms before Mm Mm-hmm loves you more than you will know, whoa, 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 God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson, heaven holds a place for those who pray, hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you this what I don't right like. So. I don't like that Motley nice Crue sold their entire catalog to BMG for $150 million. And they've got a slew of great tracks. But, uh... Bruce Springsteen sells his to Sony for 500000000 million. He's got three good songs. What the fuck is that all about?
1: Hey, hey, okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Springsteen fan at all, dude. I never have been. I've never gotten it. Again, all you listeners out there, if you love Springsteen, go ride on. I'm not telling you can't. I've never gotten it. I think he sings for shit. He's got like a couple of
0: songs that are pretty good. That's what I'm saying. But overall... Half, um, half a billion for his shit? Come on. What? Born in the he, USA, the E Street Shuffle. Those are the only two good two good albums he did. And then he had one good song after that, and that was Streets of Philadelphia.
1: I again <laughs> I, I'm I'm right there with you, Bush. We're on the same page here. I've never been a fan. Um I feel that uh he's totally overrated, but it's kind of like because I've had people go, Well, you know, you you, you accused the, the whole thing of being but if you were Benedict, Mike, you'd, uh, uh, no bullshit. Number one, if I was in charge of the Hall of Fame, it would no longer be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It would be called the American Music Hall of Fame, okay? Right, now, I don't right. mean like American artists, just, you know, kind of like the British Music Hall of Fame. That way you can fucking induct whatever genre, it doesn't matter. Because here's the thing, I don't like Bruce Springsteen, but I would never say the man has not had a Hall of Fame fucking career. Absolutely. I mean, look how many records he's sold. He's yeah. still out there, he's still doing it, and Sony just paid half a fucking billion. Do right. I get it? No, I don't. But you know what? There's a lot of bands that people fucking go nuts over where I'm like, man, I, I don't know, man. Is it me? When it comes to Blue Collar Rock, though, I'll take Bob Seeger over fucking Bruce Springsteen any day of the week and twice on fucking Sunday. Well, better here's... voice, better songwriter, just a better catalog
0: of songs. I think. And I, I, I would it, agree. But here's it, my question well, um,
1: I'll take Mellencamp over him,
0: too. Oh, yeah, um, me Jack too. Luger. But here's my thing, and Abaco and LC from Cobras and Fire were discussing this on their latest episode, and it kind of made sense, because I think it was Bob Dylan a couple years ago had sold off his entire catalog. Remember, Motley Crue fought to get their catalog back, and now they're selling it off. Springsteen just sold his off, and he's had control of his music since he fucking started back in the yeah. 70s. Why are all these guys selling off their music? It kind of makes you wonder if there's about, and, and this is something they brought up, and I kind of agree with it, uh, Baco and LC, I mean. Is the streaming world, or are places like Pandora and uh, Spotify about to suffer a blow? Because at some point, these artists, are, uh, they've got to say, look, we are in this as a job. I don't need to be waiting tables on a Friday or Saturday night if I don't have a gig to support myself when this is my job. I've got 20 albums out, and I can't even make ends meet because you guys are paying me three cents a fucking play or whatever it is. I know it's a lot less than that. Do you think maybe the streaming world is about to take a hit in the dick?
1: You know, that's a valid fucking theory. I haven't listened to their latest episode. Sorry guys, I will. Love you guys. Um Yeah, Bush, that's a good question, but Yeah, they I, brought it I, up. I was like, You oh, know, shit, I mean, I, I kinda I have conflicting feelings about streaming. Uh, number one, as you know, I'm a big supporter of camp. I prefer to support them over streaming. With that being said, though, I do, because I have an Amazon Prime membership, I, I do have Amazon Music. Now, all the music that I've ever bought with them is in my musical library, but I've also discovered things that I wasn't familiar with using Amazon Music. And, of course, I... I, I, I Definitely immediately go and see if they have a band camp Or if I can buy their their music um, So it, it's a double edged sword I I, I, I kind of wish they could come up with a way Because the artists do deserve more money Than a fucking half a cent or a cent Or whatever
0: the fuck Yeah they used I to mean, get paid on, for man. their album sales They used to make money Right. They used to make money off their ticket sales at venues Now they're making all of their money off of merch Unless they're selling it on band camp or unless right. you buy it direct from the artist. But it's too easy to go on, uh, you know, Amazon. It's too easy to go on Amazon, and then then they just get a kickback.
1: Right. And, and like I said, I do use Amazon uh, music from time to time, but I still buy all my music from Bandcamp. I, I try my best to support the artist when I can. Um, It's something I'm very conscious of, you know, that I, I try to... um. I mean, you know that I'm always singing the praises of band camping. Okay. I don't really have to because guess what? I'm a co-owner of a radio station. Uh, we get music sent to us.
0: Yeah, like, all, the time.
1: all the time. All the fucking time.
0: I, I can't uh, tell you the amount of files I have to go through for people that have sent me music. I'm just like, I cannot keep up with it, dude. I don't know. I don't know how I, people I, like Sarah. I, I, don't, I don't know well, how they keep well, up on, with it. To be
1: fair, it's, it's it's pretty much Sarah and John that are doing it together. Um, which again, I want to give him a shout out. And I did tell him privately, I'm like, dude, thank you for holding down the fort. And, you know, cause I just kind of feel bad cause I haven't really been able to, to pull my way, you know? Um, and another the thing that I decided when I left the website and the station for a while is. And, you know, even I'm going to take a break from social media. I kind of needed to unplug and just focus on this. And sometimes I think it's good to kind of unplug from social media sometimes, man, you know, because it's like uh, so I kind of took the opportunity to do that. But but, yeah, I don't know what the answer is, Bush. There's got to be something. But I think, you know, because Ralph and Ian, I think, recently said that they think maybe that's why some, you know, it's because he's streaming services, man. They're not getting paid. You know, and, and and think about it. A guy like Motley Crue and guys like Motley Crue and Bruce Bruce, they've made their fucking money. Let, let's be realistic. Right. You know, uh, the bands that I feel sorry for are the up and coming ones. But there are ways like I mean, you look at Trevor William Church with Haunt and, ba- and Beastmaker. He's been able to make a living from selling his music. And, and what's cool is originally he was on shadow kingdom records and was doing pretty well with them and then eventually formed his own label and now he does it's all DIY and according to him he's making a living doing this so nice. i just think that you know there's you know i i always say this to everybody bandcamp band bandcamp band camp, band camp. if you want to support the bands and the artists go to fucking bandcamp that's huge i mean here are these guys that are they're they're putting their money where their mouth is and guess what? They're not making any money off this, right. so we need to support it as much and as best as we can.
0: Yeah, especially um, as rock and metal fans, because yes, they're not getting the radio play. You know, some pop artists, you know, the, everything's auto-tuned, is going to get a hit and get it on the radio. Country artists are the same way. Uh, yeah, even hip hop, with the hip hop stations, are the same way. Um, for whatever reason, rock and metal has had to sink back into the underground, unless you're one of these big names. Every once in a while, a new band will break through and they get radio. There play. are
1: there are some bands that are making noise, uh, yeah. whether you like them or not. Greta Van Fleet is one I would mention. Dirty Honey, new band, saw them open up for the Black Crows. They're really good. Um, of course, you know me. I've always I'm always throwing out hot, and and they get right. a lot of buzz. Um, the Thrash Metal band, unfortunately, lost their lead singer Riley Gale uh, about a year or so ago. Um, Power Trip was making big waves. Like I think. It's so sad that that happened, because I think Power Trip was really the next... They were on their way to becoming the next big thrash metal band. You know what I mean? Um, It's...
0: Yeah, these guys earn it, though. I mean... Yes! The old days, you know, the 80s, the 70s, you you had to hit those clubs. You had to perform, 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 put out a demo, shop your demo to the labels... The labels would come and check you out. If they dug what they saw, they'd offer you a deal. It would be for you And they know, would
1: invest in you.
0: They you would a, they would a would decent amount of money, you know. And like, they
1: would let you record several albums before you hit it big. They gave you a shot, you know. Now, sometimes they may have been a little harsh about it, but my point that I'm trying to make is touring was essential back then. Right. Now, once you had MTV come in, that helped, obviously. I mean, David Coverdale straight up says that. MTV, when they were fucking throwing Still of the Night and all this, you know, all those White Snake songs. Oh my God. It was, it, 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 it helped him immensely.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, uh, but even now, more so,
0: touring is essential, folks. So. Oh, yeah. They got to sell uh, their merch. <laughs> it's the only way to make money anymore.
1: Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it, it makes, well, you know, I mean, you've heard me go on these meltdowns or rants or tangents or whatever the fuck you want to call them before. It just, grinds my gears when I go out somewhere and I say I'm wearing an overkill shirt or a death angel shirt. And, oh man, are they still doing it? And I just want to go, dude, look, I know people get busy, you get married, you have kids, and I'm fucking bachelorific. So I try not to judge people too harshly. But when I hear people say shit like that, or they'll go, man, I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm like, dude, it's Google. Just Google their name. Right. There's in, in today's age, especially in, in the Western world, when we have so much fucking access to the... There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Not only to not discover what some of the bands that you used to love are doing, but new stuff, too. Yes. I mean, it just... Grinds my fucking gears when I hear people go. Ah, no good man, out there. No good. Na-. No, there is. You just got to know where to look for it. And guess what, man? That means you got to do a little bit of research, which to me, I have no problem with, because I remember the old days when the closest fucking mom and pop record store to me was in St. Louis, where as a kid that was like a world away. I had no car. I had no means. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you, Bush, you lived in an even more rural area. You know what I'm talking about here,
0: man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you me, know, so. I, I couldn't go see Steel Panther because they were over an hour away in these fucking mountains. And uh, the, the next closest venue, well, there's a cool place in Johnson City, Tennessee, called Capone's. That's about an hour, hour and 20 minutes away. Bar Barring that, Charlotte, Greensboro, Yeah. you know, two hours away. Charlotte's three hours away. Everywhere everyone goes is just too fucking far away from me right now. You know now. what, bro? What's up?
1: Best way to rectify that is get your ass in Nashville as soon as possible.
0: Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. We will see what happens.
1: Hey, I mean, all joking around aside, Bush, I've even toyed with the idea myself. Like
0: That's a happy to, town, man.
1: Not Not to be all morbid, but I know my pop isn't going to live forever, and... When he's gone, I'm thinking about maybe seeing if the boys, my twin brother Marky and Kane, hey, maybe even my big brother and my sister, let's fucking get out of here, man. Let's go to Nashville. Let's start over. Let's, you know, I mean, I'm not really, Illinois, you know, I'm not real big on this state. Most of it's because of the way it's run and and the taxes and the, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 if
0: I could live in Nashville, I probably would, dude. I, dude I, let me know. tell you, Tennessee. Let me tell you about Tennessee. No state tax, right? So the sales tax is a little higher, but it's not outrageous. So, so no state tax, constitutional carry. I'm a gun guy, mm-hmm. so I'm all about that. You, know, yep. you have to have a concealed carry permit here to you know to hide your pistol. Nashville, nah. Constitutional carry, man. America, <laughs> right. So tell me about this, because this motherfucker's been ducking me for a month now, talking shit about, oh, i got to get this house tore down. But in his motherfuckers, posted <laughs> pictures, went to see Steel Panther, you dirty whore. Now, <laughs> was this your first time seeing them? Oh,
1: no, I've seen Steel Panther, let me think about
0: this, Because I've never had the opportunity. Like I said, they were just an hour away, and I just couldn't do it i've seen this would be my third time
1: um the first time i seen him they didn't have lexi with them at that point in time they had this guy who was they called him fat nicky six and that's exactly what he looked like and that show was interesting because i do remember talking to a fan after the show and me and my buddy bildo actually you know my co-host of the metal Mike show uh he uh, we went to see him and and uh we loved it. Now, they did a few originals, but a lot of covers that night. And I can only guess is because they didn't have Lexi. So they did a lot of, um, and, and, and it was just amazing, like, because Michael Starr, not only does he have a great, ain't that his name, Michael Starr? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only does he have a great um, voice, but he can sound like so many other bands. Like, right. he did Ozzy. Had him down. He had the, the frog jump, the clap. David Lee Roth does the whole, wow! Just like, I mean, sound. You know, which he was in a Van Halen tribute band, apparently.
0: Right. Uh, before and he, he joined. Actually, and he sang for some big names, too.
1: Yeah, um, L.A. Guns, I believe, or...
0: Yeah, something like it? that. I know it was a glam band. Yeah. Now, is this the last time you saw him, just last weekend, as we're recording this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, um, so I know they're trying to find a bass player. They had a bunch of people send in video auditions. I know that they're working on picking one, so whoever they've got right now I the guy he's I a temporary saw, guy.
1: Yeah, the guy I saw, his name is Ricky Thrash. And nice. he was hilarious, man. Very funny guy. Well, See so um, that's
0: the thing. If you go to step on a stage with Steel panther, you've got to bring the joke.
1: Oh, they were making jokes like, you know, he's gotta suck dick every night to get the gig and, you know, and wish him luck. And they were busting but he was a big he was he was pretty funny, dude. I Good. love the name and and he's the guy that, you know, um, on the signatures is his name. So I'm kind of hoping, maybe it's because I saw him live, but I'm kind of hoping he gets the gig. He, right. And what I like about him is he's not a Lexi clone.
0: Like, he's his own dude. And that's what needs to happen. We do not right. need a Lexi clone.
1: Uh, but no, man, uh, the thing I've always said about Steel Panther is, number one, they're fucking hilarious. I mean, right. my God, you know, uh, the the lyrics and just the, uh, But incredible music chops, especially... Michael and, and then Satchel. I mean well, you're talking Satchel about a guy is who ridiculous. Yeah, dude, he played a guitar in Rob Halford's band fight. That fight, guy yep. can shred. He is the real fucking deal. And he'll go back like when he does his guitar solo, he'll go back to the drum kit and start hitting the double bass while he's playing his guitar. Like the man is phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. I mean, absolutely. And and and, and, and they're just a lot of fun, man. I, uh, you know, you know how I am about the glam metal. Some of it I love. Some of them, like ah, you know, more more image than music to, to me, anyway. But right. again, I'm an old guy. People have to understand that. I remember one time I was at a party and this kid I know named Sean. You know, and he's not really a kid, but he was younger than me. And he got really upset with me, man. Like when. When I told him I wasn't into Warrant and some of those, man, how can you fuck seven? I think you're just putting up front, dude. And I'm like, Sean, I'm fucking seven, six or seven years older than you,
0: dude. Timeline's everything.
1: You know, my glam, you know what my glam metal jams were? And then I threw out Twisted Sister and fucking Rat and bands like that. He goes, oh, okay. I said, yeah, you know, the originators. I'm sorry, man. But to me, those other bands, I'm with Ian. It was like, after a while, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. And guess what? That even happened with Thrash Metal. I mean, when you have bands like, um, and I'm not putting them down, but your Power Mads and Scatterbrains. and, And they're cool, but they're not fucking forbidden and death angel and exodus and slayer and metallica you know, you know right. what i'm trying to say it's like anytime something gets popular man eventually you get watered down versions of it it's sure. it's no different than um anything else i mean look at grunge you go from alice in chains to days of the new which is like oh we're gonna do alice in chains but unplugged oh how original get the fuck out of here with that yeah, yeah. shit you know i hate that shit like i'm and and that's how i feel about a lot of this stuff but again if somebody's younger and, and and days of the new is how they get into that kind of music i i give i'm like i don't want to say i cut them slack but i understand i mean right. and it was something i had to come to on my own because when i was younger dude i was very opinionated and was like you know all oh, the black albums are sellout. out Fuck, load and reload, but then when I talk to younger fans, it's like, dude, that was my first, not just my first Metallica, it was the first metal album I ever heard. Right. And then they went back and they and they fell in love with the previous category. Oh, okay, I get it now. I right. understand where you're coming from. It's
0: well, just that's like, like the old me with Kiss grunge, Band. you know, and, and I didn't really get into new metal when new metal was out, uh, even though you know some people lump Slipknot in with that. But I got back into I call it pissed off metal. Yeah. You know, yeah. Slipknot, Coal Chamber, Dope, shit like that. It's like oh okay I can come back to metal. System now. System
1: of a Down.
0: Yeah, uh, System.
1: And, and I know that's a band that's very like my my uh, co-host Bill hates them, and it's and he figured out what it was. It's got to be the then he hurt. It he can't he cannot stand a Search he cannot stand him. I because was just
0: talking he, he, to a guy at lunch today at work about System. And we were talking about Surge, and it's like, when I first heard System, I didn't get it. Because yeah. Surge Tankian has got such a weird oh, fucking vocal
1: style. way out there. Way out there. And, and the thing was, is uh, Darren Malakian, I think, or Malakian, or however you pronounce his name. Darren, if you're out there and I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm sorry, buddy. I mean, it took me a long time to get Death Angels, Mark Esagueta, and fucking Rob Kevistant. Cavastani, right? You know, I used to mispronounce their names and I'm a huge Death Angel fan. So, you know, any of you Sister down folks, uh, please bear with me. But he has another band because he doesn't want to quit playing. Like, I guess Serge is just not really interested and he just wants to do his poetry and whatever it is he's doing. Right. So he went ahead and formed a new band called Scars of Broadway Bill likes that because when you hear actual singing, that's Darren. You know how sometimes you'll hear two vocalists? Yeah, yeah. In, well, Darren's the other vocalist, the guitar okay. player. And he's kind of the main songwriter besides Surge. And Bill's like, I, I figured it out, dude. I like Scars of Broadway. And he and the, and the system of down songs he likes are the ones where, like, A Lonely Day. That's a song that Darren mostly sings. Nice. So he's like, it's Surge I fucking hate. Now maybe I get it's because that. I'm,
0: I'm a Getty Lee hater. I, I I get it completely.
1: Hey, let's be honest. The guy I, I I do understand, especially older metal fans. Like what the fuck, you know? Like and it, 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 for me, the only way I can describe it though, the first time I heard System of Down, they opened for Slayer in this small club that no longer exists, unfortunately. That all these legendary acts, including the mighty ACDC, played with Bon Scott, fucking. Um, Mississippi Nights, no longer there, got torn down in the name of progress because of a fucking casino. They needed a parking lot. Uh, Mississippi Nights was an amazing club. I've seen a, quite a few bands there, and I saw Slayer with System opening – Their album hadn't even come out yet, Bush. Nice. Nobody knew who the fuck these guys are. And they were opening for Slayer, which anybody knows is not an easy thing because you got about a bunch of Slayer maniacs, which I love Slayer, but I'm never that hardcore. I'm like, well, I'm willing to give anybody a shot, man. Exactly. I want to hear new music. System absolutely kicked ass and killed it, dude. And I remember even watching him and watching the scene, and I'm like, whoa, this dude's out there. His, his vocal delivery, but there was just something. It was just the musicianship, and it was so fucking heavy and thrashy. Because that's the thing. Some people wanted to throw System Down in the new metal category. but yeah. like, They don't fucking rap. There's nothing new metal about that, man. I'm sorry. New metal alternative. Which I don't really like the term new metal, only because I'm like, but it's not new anymore.
0: such a stupid name for well new new was you with the umlauts over it it wasn't i A-W. know
1: i know but it still fucking sounds gay <laughs> i'm sorry but i think even you know what well, i'm gonna say i'm gonna speak for the homosexual community i'm sure even they thought oh my god that's so gay
0: it's fucking stupid okay <laughs> you know well what were you going to call it we had grunge um uh,
1: I just always called it alternative metal because to me that's what it was. It was like alternative music but heavy. You
0: it was see, different. See what I think it's alternative? Weird. I think Jane's Addiction.
1: Again, though, but wouldn't wouldn't System of a Down fit in with that more than fucking Limp Biscuit? I think that's just rap Limp metal. Was and just it... Limp
0: was special. Limp was special because most of these. Men, well, no, Crazy Town did it. Uh, a lot of them. Pop did Evil kind of did it at the beginning. Snot. And, and I don't have a problem with it. If it's Snot's done if Limp it's Biscuit. done well, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I'm not. I saw both bands live and I'm telling you, Snot was fucking amazing,
0: dude. I don't know. I saw Limp Biscuit and that's how I became a Limp Biscuit fan.
1: I'm not a fan. I liked the first record I did. I bought it, I liked it. After that, man, they kind of started losing me, man. And uh, I think maybe part of the problem was maybe part of the problem was was uh I will say this, man. They put on a hell of a show. They uh-huh. had very high energy. Um, Fred Durst jumped out into the fucking crowd. Uh, I'll give them their due. But that was when they were touring for the first record. And I, I like the first record. But and they were on the main stage. And then Snot was on the second stage. Snot, dude, was fucking amazing. It just breaks my heart that that dude died. Because I think Snot might have been... As big as Limp Biscuit became Because they were that good, Bush Again, not trying to steal Limp Biscuit's thunder or anything And they're another band that's very, very divisive Um, My problem with some of that shit Is I don't think it's aged well
0: See, I Uh, do And uh, they just released an album It's called Still Sucks Which I think is fucking hilarious Because it's a little self-deprecating And in fact, a lot of the lyrics in the songs Are very self-deprecating But there's like 12 songs, maybe 14. I don't remember exactly because I don't have the information right in front of me. But it clocks in at like 30 minutes, dude. It's a perfect album. It's got your heavy, it's like, oh yeah, Limp Bizkit is back. Then it's got your goofy because, you know, Fred Durst is a goofy bastard.
1: Oh, he always has been. I
0: mean. It's so great. I was so glad to see that album come
1: out. I'm not. I guess I'm one of those weird guys. I'm not a Limp Bizkit lover, but I'm not a hater. I don't hate them. Like some people hate them. I, I never got, I mean, like what's Borland, that guy can fucking shred. He's an Dude, he amazing is. guitar player. He's out They're there, talented, right. Bush. But, well, you know, I feel that way about all these bands, even ones I don't like. I would never go, well, that guy can't fucking play. You know, it's like, hey, what do I know? I'm not even a musician. People have to remember I'm a humble fan. Again, with age, I've gotten to where I'm like, okay, just because it sucks to my ears doesn't necessarily mean they suck.
0: It's right. just not
1: my band. And that's what I know. try
0: to tell people about the Beatles. It's like, I don't hate the Beatles. I don't like them.
1: Well, I, I got a but public I don't an, hate announcement to make because I know Eric uh, Jordan, uh-huh. uh, the Metal Dungeon, he wants you on to do a Beatles versus Stones. I want to be part of that because I want to tell you both that you're both fucked and wrong. The Beatles and the Stones both rule. OK, I don't under <laughs> I don't understand. Now, look, Bushy, I know you're a lot cooler about it. You're not that extreme, but there's some Stone fans that fucking hate the Beatles. Just hate them. And, and and they want it's like they 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 disparage one to elevate the other. I don't put you in that category. You flat out said, "Hey, look, I do like some Beatles songs. Yes. I respect everything they did. I am yes. not shitting on them. No. I'm just saying I like the Stones more. Yeah. Nothing fucking wrong with that. There's nope. nothing wrong with liking and one that's over the why, other. What frankly, I don't understand is when somebody like, and I love you, Eric. I think you're cool, dude. And I'd be, you know, I'm I'm kind of inviting myself on your podcast. Maybe I shouldn't
0: do that. Even though he's,
1: he's told me I'm welcome to come on. I just,
0: you should should take my seat on this one,
1: (laughs) but I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't understand where people are like, like the Beatles rule and fuck the stones, you know, or, uh, I mean, like I said, it's okay. Like my big brother, he prefers the Beatles over the stones, but he respects the fucking stones, man. Right. Our this teacher, is the he best Wadley, way. He hit it the nail on the head, in my opinion. Yeah. Beatles are the best band in the world. Rolling Stones is the best rock and roll band in the world. And to me, that's what the Stones were. They were rock yeah, and roll.
0: I, I will not. Not
1: rock, not hard rock, yeah, rock
0: and I will not roll. fight that argument. I will tell you why I like the Stones better than the Beatles.
1: And that's fine.
0: The Stones are a blues-based rock and roll band.
1: Right, and you love and the blues.
0: I love the fucking blues. The Beatles, I love their 60s stuff before the drugs. I, I can't think of a song from the 60s, you know, the I Want to Hold Your Hand era and the Help era. I can't think of anything from that era that I don't like.
1: Oh, okay. All I right. really can't. You, so you like their, their more, because um, here's the thing, like me and my my co-host, Bill, we get into it about this because he's actually tried to say things like, well, the Beatles were a boy band. I take offense to that, and I'll tell you. What.
0: Oh, definitely not.
1: No, the monkeys. You could make that argument for, but even that, I'm going. with yeah, the
0: monkeys were. A, they're, they're a TV show band. But they were even a real. P-
1: yeah. But they were a TV show. Yeah. And I loved that
0: show growing up as a kid. They're and a TV I the those that songs. People started but, liking the band. They're the fucking Partridge Family. Kinda. Cooler than the Partridge <laughs> Family. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize uh, to all you monkeys fans out there. Just not my bag.
1: No, I don't. I. I. I hey. Here's the thing about the monkeys. It's interesting. My brother Marky loves the Beatles, and he loved the Monkees, too. We watched that show as a kid. And it was – I liked what John Lennon told him because they asked him one time, well, do you – you know, I think it was Michael Nesmith who just recently passed away. Do you think we're a ripoff? And John's like, me and Paul think you guys are the greatest comedy acts since the fucking Marx brothers. Yes. And Nesmith goes, see, John Lennon gets it. Why doesn't everybody else get it? Like, I remember Mickey Dolan saying that – you know, because Mike – Mike and Peter were musicians. Like, Mike, uh, eventually, he kind of took over when it came to songwriting. Like, some people forget the early Monkey stuff was written by outside writers, Neil Diamond being one of them. But eventually, Mike kind of took over that role. Right. And, started, and, and he wrote some cool songs, dude. Nobody ever really gave it a chance except for Monkey's fans because, oh, it's the fucking Monkey's, you know. But really tripped out, um, really cool stuff, man. Um, but Mike was very keen. He wanted to write his own music. Um, now the guy who was in charge of the music at the time, he was just like, "Just shut up, mimic your shit, and let me take care of it because I'm going to make hits to you." Peter right. Tork said we wanted Don to be part of things because the guy did have a golden ear. But he felt with me and Mike wanting to be included on the songwriting process and to actually, you know. We, we weren't opposed to doing recording songs by outside writers. We just wanted to contribute. And Don took that as a personal, like, affront to him. Right. And where Davey and Mickey didn't give a fuck, dude. Mickey said, I literally had to learn how to play drums. He goes, it was so surreal to me the first time I performed in front of a live crowd. Because here I'm a comedian who's also an actor playing a rock star now all of a sudden i am a fucking rock star it's like all of a sudden leonard nimoy is really a vulcan that's how i felt so you know people like bill man he he just oh fuck the monkeys fuck the monkeys and i'm just like dude you're you're not getting it you know but the thing but to me the monkeys you could because they were a fabricated band they weren't real you know and to me most of your boy bands they're they're it's not like they all got together and and, hey let's do a fucking band they they were put together the Beatles, just like the Stones, was a band that fucking got together. They, fought, you know, they, they and, and they wrote songs and they and they they slugged it out in the fucking clubs of Liverpool and Hamburg and wherever else they could fucking play. Yes. And they fucking got a record contract and the rest is history. So right. calling the Beatles a boyfriend band just because they were uber popular is fucking retarded.
0: I, yeah. I'm sorry, Bill, yeah. I'm sorry,
1: but I don't see it. I don't get it. Yes, is early Beatles very poppy. Yes it is But yes, you know what Here's stuff. where I do Give the Beatles credit for I give the Beatles credit For one major thing Because I got another Friend of mine He He's like Well they should have Just kept doing that They fuck it They're posers Because I'm like No they're not posers They just no. started Taking drugs And experimented And yeah, tried they different were, things they didn't I will, I will
0: say them. this They are definite artists Yes they definitely were hey. um, I don't like their drug shit I can't say it. Everybody praises Sergeant Pepper oh. I listen to that fucker And I'm like what the fuck is wrong with See, I with love you that people? shit.
1: I love, love that like, stuff, man. Not all of it, but
0: it's like but album. I love
1: the white album. I like but guess what? Really? I also love Love Me Do and
0: You Gotta Hide Your Love Away. And dude, fucking, I like fucking Octopus's Garden. I yeah? do not know what the hell Ringo is talking about. <laughs> well I don't look. have a clue, but to me. That song works. (laughs) I don't know
1: why. Well, look, dude, here's my attitude about it, honestly, when it comes to all of it. It's like the Beatles, what I was going to give them credit for is people have to remember, you got to look at your rock history and what's going on. And that's one thing I want to give a shout out to Mrs. Miller, my music appreciation teacher in seventh and eighth grade, because because of her, I opened up my horizons with music. Like I was a Beatles fan, but I used to think Elvis was a fucking joke. Until I took that class. I used to fucking be very dismissive about a lot. I mean, she made me appreciate classical music. She made me appreciate a lot of different kinds of music. It's where I learned about Holland Wolf and fucking Muddy Waters mm. and all those guys. Okay?
0: That's that good stuff right there.
1: Hell yeah. And and, and I remember, uh, but rock and roll was fucking dead. People have to remember Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, Richie Valens. They died in a plane crash. Huge blow. Elvis is tied up with the fucking movie contract. So much to the point where he's like, fuck it, man. I'm just mailing shit in, you know, because he didn't care. He wanted to actually try to actually do real acting, but the Colonel wanted him to do the same fucking movie over and over and over. Then you got Chuck Berry who gets in trouble because he had a minor across state lines that he did not know was a minor. Jerry Lee Lewis gets in hot water because he married his fucking cousin. Like, you had all this shit going on. And, And rock and roll, after a while, you had these posers like Fabian. (laughs) <laughs> all yeah. that shit coming on. And they're faking the funk, okay? So my dad was like, what the fuck, man? And that's why Paul McCartney said, Beatles aren't coming to America. Like, he's looking at artists like Roy Orbison who are on the charts and they're doing well. But how come people like Fabian in, in a, in a, oh, what's his name? Uh, Venus, if you will. Fucking oh, Frankie right. Valley and Frankie shit. Frankie Valley, they They're, they're number one. Not Frankie Valley, Frankie Avalon. They're, they're, there, there's yeah, are because I actually like Frankie Valley. I like some of their stuff, but again, they wrote their own songs. But my point that I'm trying to make is this motherfucker. You know, like Paul's like, why are these guys fucking ahead of Roy fucking Orbison? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Right. With you know, like actually, what the fuck is wrong with America? Like, he didn't get it, and that's why he's like, you know what, the Beatles ain't coming to America till we get a number one record because he just felt like. Fuck this! It, whatever we release, and it was they had released singles before. I want to hold your hand. They all fucking bombed. That's why you had so many of them go number one, two, three. Because once I want to hold your hand broke big here, then they fucking re-released all the previous singles. Right.
0: Boom, 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 boom. That's well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I but, you know, my my I just want to, re- to reiterate. Make, okay, go ahead.
1: What I'm trying to make to me the Beatles. My mom my dad and mom talked about it. they were driving, they were on a date and they heard I wanna hold your hand and my dad turned around. And my mom said, Sweetie, this is like Buddy Holly and the crickets or Chuck Berry. This is like the stuff I was you know, because my dad graduated in nineteen sixty. Right. So, you know, he was like he grew up on Buddy Holly and but and, 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 and Chuck Berry and Elvis and all that shit. And and he felt like rock was kinda rock and roll just kinda died out. He's like he wasn't digging what they were doing. This fucking fake poser bullshit. And that's what it right, was. Right, right. So the Beatles come along and they brought rock and roll back, and then they evolved it, and they opened the door for the Rolling Stones and the Who and all those cool bands that came afterwards. Then you got the b- British blues movement that comes along with John Mayall and the Blues Breakers and fucking Fleetwood Mac. You got Clapton with Cream and Cream, which he's yeah. part of Blue- John Mayall. I mean, dude, you. Yeah, it, it, it's like you said, it's one thing to say, hey, I like this band. It's, it, to me, it's no different than Zeppelin or Sabbath. I'm a Sabbath guy, but guess what? I love me some Led Zeppelin.
0: Right. Well, I think it's funny, and that's why I really don't want to do... Sorry, Eric. I really don't want to do the Stones versus Beatles, because there's not an argument to be made. Here's my argument. I like the Stones better. I like blues-based rock and roll. Guess why I like all that glam shit of the 80s? That, that's the only argument I have. I cannot deny the contributions to music. Music, not just fucking rock and roll. Right. Music that the Beatles made. I cannot deny their influence. I cannot deny that, you know, they made my hero, Gene Simmons, want to get on stage and fuck a bass so they could try to fuck a chick later. I cannot deny any of that. But if I have a Beatles CD... And let's call it a greatest hit CD. I have a Beatles greatest hit CD, and I have a Rolling Stones greatest hit CD. Guess, uh, guess which one I'm putting in? I'm going Fair with the up. Stones all day long, and twice on you know, and twice on Sunday. That's just how it is. I don't have nothing wrong with that, bro. I'm, I'm not a hater, so no, and, you're not. That's so why I don't put in that category. versus, yeah. So a versus, I, I'm going to be quiet for most of that episode. And it's, See, uh, and, and, it's and not that's why be... I just wanted
1: to go on because I wanted to just be the referee and go, well, I think y'all are fucked.
0: Like, yeah, take to, my to seat. Me, it's like, it, you know, because <laughs> sorry, i don't, sorry, Eric. Like,
1: you know, Eric said he hated the stone. I'm like, what? Like, I don't, I don't get that, man. Like, again, I'm not saying you got to absolutely love everything they did or, or, or worship the ground they walk on, but it's, fuck, it's the Rolling Stones, man. Like, I mean, dude. You go look at listen listen to forty licks. It's just and that's a compilation album, but it's just
0: one great song after another,
1: man. I'll and, take
0: steel wheels over anything Paul of wings. You know,
1: okay, fair enough, man. I, now, I
0: with with the Beatles, I'm not going to lie. If you got the right collection of songs on a, on an album, because I'm not an album guy when it comes to the Beatles, but that Red album and that Blue album, those two greatest hits albums.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, they're Steve's,
0: fantastic. Steel Wheels might have a problem at that point. Um, the sticky Fingers might have a problem sticky, at that
1: sticky point. Sticky Fingers. I think, personally, n- nothing against um, Brian Jones. I, I totally respect him. I mean, Paint It Black's my all-time favorite Stones song. But, with that being said, my favorite era is the Mick Taylor era.
0: See, I'm not familiar with everything I like. Go Mick Taylor was through. the guy, he came on
1: after... Brian died okay actually he kind of came on before Brian died and he Ghost was from John Head Mayall's Soup. he was from John Mayall's
0: Blues Breaker so okay yeah I like, Soup is my all-time favorite Stones album now here's the other goofy thing about the Rolling Stones do we know who all the Beatles are yes it's the same four guys their whole career except for that early time but nobody counts that before Ringo came in because who cares who was that guy I don't know I can't tell you Stones couple lineup changes it happens in a band that's been going since 1960 fucking four
1: <laughs> well, I mean to be fair though, they had a pretty stable lineup
0: for a long time. They did. But Goats it was Head just... Soup, that's the album that, ooh, maybe the Beatles red album, which is all their older shit. As if they're not old already. But the the red album was all their pre-drug era and the blue album was all their post-drug era. And I yeah, Goats Head Soup, that's where the Beatles are going to fight me. Because I think that's one of the greatest albums of all time is Goats Head Soup. Angie Starfucker. Uh, oh yeah. Coming,
1: <laughs> coming down again. A hundred years ago. Hide your yeah. love. I mean, can you hear the music? Silver Train. It's a great record, dude. Like I said, that's part of the Mick Taylor era. Okay,
0: though. I wasn't sure. It's, See, that's That's, that's, that's the, that's the I thing mean, I was dude, trying to just say just is listen. I don't okay. know all the lineups.
1: Bro, Exile on Main Street. Okay.
0: Oh, great album. Uh,
1: Sticky Fingers that's all Mick Taylor bro that's all Mick Taylor I mean to me that's my f- favorite era of see for me it, it's it's probably um Sticky Fingers would probably be my favorite but goddamn I love it's Exile on Main record. Street
0: too man <laughs> yeah the dude is tough and, and that's the other thing is there's a much bigger collection of music because unfortunately they, you know, the Beatles broke up and even more, unfortunately, you know, Lennon was shot down and I don't think that was ever justified. And I don't know that anybody just getting shot down in the street or on a stage or anything like that is ever justified unless you're being attacked, <laughs> you know?
1: Right. I mean, yeah, that was but, fucked
0: up. And, but and, that, it, that it whole sucks. thing sucks. I mean, it's 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 horrible and I'm not a John Lennon hater, how anybody can listen to that bitch Yoko Ono is beyond me. Oh, she's just Lord. fucking horrible. Have you watched that documentary?
1: I've watched part of it. I've watched oh, part one. I'm in the middle so, of part two. Oh, I, I I liked it a lot, but I'm a oh, fan. And one of the things I did think was cool, though, is it, it felt like being a fly on the wall and watching the creep. I did enjoy, I, I can't lie, Bushy, I uh, especially part one, I really enjoyed the... Um, uh, you know the creative process, because they're literally writing the songs. Some of these Something. are like classic songs. Yeah, so right you know what? In the studio, if and it I would only
0: was... show that. But I, Not I, all I hate... the stupid bickering and Lennon I, being aloof, and well, I, why I, the fuck is Yoko sitting there all up in their business the whole time? Oh, I, I haven't watched a third part yet.
1: I, I, mean, I do. I, 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 I do, already I
0: do... sat through five hours of this there, shit. There were, what else do was... I need to see? There was one part though that I did
1: I mean, when they had her scene and it and jammed with them I'm like, Oh God guys, what the fuck? You know, and I know they were clowning around the studio but nah, ah, ah, I'm like, Oh uh, You know, uh, but so that part got to me, but most times she's just sitting there chilling. I mean, and Paul had Linda there. She's taking pictures though, which I did like that. I thought that was really cool how they would have her on film taking photos and then show the actual photo that these yeah, photos wow. the
0: po- folks took. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Like I'm a, I'm a,
0: but you know, I what? don't need an eight hour documentary of the no, band. I don't I, need I, an eight hour documentary on any band, love or hate. <laughs> I,
1: I I agree. I agree. I mean, it's. Like okay, I, I started. I th- I thought part one was cool. Part two, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm starting to get a little bored here. Like it's it's I've had to stop watching it and come back to it. I couldn't watch it all and and um to be honest with you, a series that I enjoyed more is uh if you if you have Hulu, you need to check it out. It's it's Paul McCartney and it's Rick Rubin interviewing him, and it's all about him and his bass playing. It's not about just the Beatles. It's about because. Rick's kind of making a point that Paul's kind of an underrated bass player. Like when people talk about the Beatles, it's like, oh, what great songwriters they are. It's not really about their musicianship. And man, Paul, that motherfucker, plays the bass, plays guitar, plays drums, plays fucking piano, like Fuck,
0: dude. You know like what I, I mean? said, I can never take anything away from him. As much as I shit all over Rush. I oh, can I never take anything away from well, these guys, you know, because very talented musicians you know I, I can never deny that and I think what is it Alex Lifeson the guitar player why the fuck is he never mentioned we hear about Getty Lee or playing the football dude I've been, while playing the keyboards. I've
1: been saying that I've been saying that one of the
0: greatest if drummers you remember ever,
1: blah 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 I was like, well, the, the, the fuck interview I had with uh, the interview I had with that oh, what was his name um The guy who was in the uh, Guns N' Roses tribute band, and uh, me and Verno interviewed him, and I kind of went on a tangent, because he loves Alex Lifeson. I said,
0: how come... the the Iron Maiden tribute. Iron Maiden tribute. No, no, it wasn't him. It was the dude that was... um, That was the Power Slave Band guy, or whatever. No, no,
1: no. This was the guy that I'm like, man, I don't know nothing about this guy. He was one of our arranged interviews. Is that that Kevin B. Klein... No, nope, no. Nope. That was a guy who approached us. God damn it. I can't remember his name right now. Cool dude, though. Cool dude. I'll remember you later. So p- sorry, bro. Uh, he, ain't, he ain't listening to this. Yeah, he probably isn't. But um, my point that I'm trying to make, though, is he agreed with me. And Verno had to kind of reel me in because I'm going off on him because I'm like, how come nobody ever mentions Alex Lifeson? Like when they talk about the great guitar players, nobody ever brings that man up.
0: Never and in that
1: the- guy can shred. Like you can point out, hey, I don't like Geddy Lee's voice, but man, that motherfucker can play, man. You know, it's always he kind of got overshadowed by Neil Peart and Geddy Lee, and and that's it happens, dude. I mean, look at Alex Van Halen, incredible drummer, but nobody ever talks about when they talk about the great drummers, you never hear his name dropped. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Bonham's great. Bonham's great, man. That's Charlie is great.
0: Yeah. Fucking,
1: uh, what's his face? Uh, I can't believe I'm fucking drawn. Keith Moon from the Who, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing drummer. And I liked uh, where somebody even pointed out um, I was listening to this Black Sabbath podcast, and they said that they thought Bill Ward was like John Bonham meeting Keith Moon. And I went, Ooh, I like that. Interesting, That's did, yes. Because I think yeah. Bill Ward's an underrated drummer. Absolutely. I think he's way underrated.
0: Like everybody, well, all three of those members. I mean, Geezer on the bass. Holy fuck, dude! Did people not take the time to listen to his bass lines?
1: Oh, I know, right? Everybody he's all thinks over the he's place. playing, and everybody thinks he's playing. He's just mirroring what Tony plays. He is
0: not, folks. Negative. He is Negative not. Ghost Rider. The pattern not. is full. That motherfucker's amazing.
1: Well, I think I think Geezer Butler and Bill Ward's probably one of the greatest rhythm sections of all time, man.
0: It's hard to argue I mean, that point.
1: You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I sorry, I will put them up with Paul John, bon, uh, John John Paul Jones and John Bonham. And right. hey, I love me some Zeppelin, folks. Again, I don't I don't shit on one to to uh, elevate right. the other. Like right. if you don't like Zeppelin, like our my co-owner, my good friend Duck, it's hey, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not saying you you gotta like them, but. But I just don't see where you're like, well, I'm going to put this band down to elevate this other band. It's like, fuck that, man. Like It's like Metallica and Megadeth. Now, for years when I was a kid, and I love some Cliff Burton era Metallica, all right? Right, love, right. But, my God, I was as big a Megadeth fan, too. And I was one of those guys where I'm like, I'm glad they kicked Dave Mustaine out. Because, number one, I don't think that lineup would have lasted. Too many, too many alpha males in that band, buddy.
0: I think Megadeth was awesome. Dave just had to fire, you know, James and... <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. You know, um, were for to rise hot up. <laughs> take. But
1: no, uh, look. Yeah, I, dude. Hey. I, I, when but came... I am a
0: bigger Megadeth fan than I am a uh, Metallica fan. I can't lie. Those th- There's those nothing first, wrong with that. Those first four albums oh. by Metallica. I mean, they're fucking killer. Yeah. I'll never take anything away from it. But again, let's say I've got Peace Cells and I've got Ride the Lightning in my hand. Well, now I have a problem. I don't know which one I'm going to choose, but I know that Rust and Peace is going to go in before any Metallica record. But that's right. how good those bands were, you know? Yes. You are yes. listening to the Plug Podcast Music and More. Me <laughs> and Metal Mike have been sitting around bullshit. We were supposed to talk year review, but as yeah. always happens with us, we are all over the place. Um, Cobra Kai is coming up. Yes, we, we started a Cobra Kai <coughs> uh, Excuse me, oh my god We started a Cobra Kai Kind of like a play-by-play, episode-by-episode We never got back to it uh, I believe his name is Anthony Rausch. Don't hold me to that But I think it yes. was him He had come on, had listened to the shows And finally messaged us or left a comment Hey, are you ever going to you know,
1: finish that? Yeah. yeah,
0: how much he loved the Cobra Kai episodes We will get back to that, that As I was thinking about this year review Man, I still got the second half of that news thing to edit. It's like six months old now. We still got to finish the Cobra Kai thing. There's a lot we have to finish. Uh, um, I was kind of curious. Uh, we've been together about a year and a half doing this. We had to take a little break because of you know personal shit I had going on. Well, what are some highlights of uh, for you being part of the Plug Podcast?
1: Oh gosh. Oh, that's a good question, yeah, man. 20, um, just just for 2021.
0: A, Let's not worry about last year.
1: Um, it's been a wild ride, dude. You know, um, obviously, rock and pod. Just that whole experience. Because but the first time I experienced it, as a humble listener and a fan, I mean, yes, I was DJ Metal Mike at that point in time, and I had the Metal Station thing going, but I was not in podcasting. I had done a podcast with one of our former DJs, uh, DJ Mac, and um, which... I thought we had a good thing going, Unfortunately, real life got in the way there, and I was kind of without a podcasting home. I wanted to do podcasting, but I'm like, well, do I do it by myself and just have guests? Or, you know, I was it's trying so to hard find to the right partner, well. you know, and was kind of just struggling with it, and then, lo and behold, thanks to our friend Mark Allen Taylor, so I hear you're looking for, and I was just like, oh, shit, this is perfect. I mean, I, I worked with you before on uh, on a short-lived radio show we did for that metal station, Knights uh, of the Turntable. Thought we had great chemistry there, along with uh, DJ Guilty, um, you know Scott Green, the Absolutely. founder of that metal station. Again, right. stepped down, no longer part of, of the station, but still part of the TMS family. And of course, uh, we had uh, Deaf Jeff, which less said about him, the better.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, sorry, he works for those how, other guys.
1: Well, I, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk shit on anybody, but, you know, hey. Um, I yeah.
0: will. Fuck him.
1: All right, cool. yeah, uh, so, pissed me yeah,
0: off, so I don't care. I'll throw some slag.
1: Well, I mean, I think what he did to a certain person that he supposedly was best friends with was really fucked up and yeah, shitty. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, whatever, dude. And then wanted to come cry to me about shit that you said. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, <laughs>
0: man? Yeah. Like, I'll don't, bushy. Ju- don't jump on my shit, man. I have said it before. I've said it on this show. I've said it to you, and I'm going to repeat it again. The Big Bushy Power Hour will only ever be at thatmetalstation.com. And if I decide I don't want to fuck a DJ anymore, it's going to be because I don't do a show anymore. It's not going to be, well, I'm going to go check the waters over here. I'm either TMS or out. And when, okay. you, shit, and when you shit on my station, I'm going to hit you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so and I, I play fucking Debbie Gibson on my show, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I got like, to agree. Rocket Pod was an amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, just you. that
1: whole experience,
0: getting to meet you in person.
1: Um, I just had so, like, the first Rocket Pod was awesome. It was a great experience. But getting to meet you in person and just being there as a podcaster, it was a, an amazing time. I can't wait for next year. Um, I
0: know. I'm so glad it's coming back. Chris always yes. teases us. That dirty bitch. Well, <laughs> and look, you know he's going to do it.
1: It's a lot of work, though, man. And a lot. I know I, it I mean, is. I mean, look, man. You, you're talking about a guy. I have all the respect in the world for Chris Sinzak. True. Um, this is a guy who, uh, on, on so many levels, do I respect Chris and Aaron for that matter? Absolutely. Uh, number one, the fact their consistency. They hardly ever miss a show or miss any time. Right. I, I, I humbly fucking bow down to them for that alone. True leave it, leaving the rock and pot. And then you add rock and pod. And again, there, there's certain people that uh, made it possible for, for us to even meet these guys. And, uh, and again, to me, there is no rock and pot, obviously without Chris and Zach. Um, I know that BJ cramp also kind of came up with the idea and, and there's, and there's, and he's had a lot of support from other people like in Mills, but we got to give, credit where credit is due, um, besides Chris Sinzak and Camaro, um Ralph and Ian, without their fundraising, because uh, oh, the first it's, few, it's, people have to remember those, the first few years. Those first two, they they yeah. Were, yeah, dude, they were fucking basically raising the enough damn fun, Yes, yes. I mean, so there is no Rockin' Pod without those four guys, as far as I'm
0: concerned. Yeah, Chris, Aaron, uh, Ralph, Ian, true story.
1: Um and obviously as I said to Ralph.
0: It's thank God for the RMCP listeners because boy did they not come through in spades when we heard about this thing. Oh for I, sure. Dude, I, I paid a one hundred bucks for it so that I could review the cure with Ralph because that was fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh but dude, I, I chipped in and, 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 and helped out as best I could, you know, and and uh, I couldn't go to the first one, just had too much stuff going on. In my life at that point, it bummed me out. I wanted to go so bad. But I was determined I was going to go year two, and I did. And I had an absolute blast. I met a lot of cool people. I mean, I became friends, which, again, I was a fan of his, but damn good movie memories. Brian Davis, who's also a DJ at that metal station every Wednesday night from, I believe, uh, 10, wait.
0: 11 p.m.
1: 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Bad Beat with Brian ave Davis. Check that shit out. I, I mean I here's Good a guy blues who, based rock. Oh great show, great show. Does a tremendous job. You know I've i kind of kind of bragging man, man. Every one of the people that I've asked to be a DJ here has fucking killed it. In, in my opinion. And Brian was one of them, man. The minute I met him, and I loved his podcast anyway. I was a fan because of Ralph and Ian and Chris and Aaron, you know. So I started listening to his podcast because I'm like, well, fuck, I like movies. And then when I met him, and I'll never forget, man, because it was at the same venue that we were just at. I can't remember the name of it. But you know how they got that back deck with the stairs. And I'm climbing the stairs, and I hear this distinctive voice behind me. And I turn around like, holy fuck, you're the damn good movie guy. (laughs) damn good movie memories guys he's like yeah i'm like dj metal mike at your service and he knew who i was which was awesome right and we just instantly became best friends and and that's one of the things that's kind of cool about this is i've got I, I don't mean to brag but i may not have like a, a much of a romantic life to speak of you know but when it comes to friends i have no shortage of um, right in my personal life but and they love me don't get me wrong but when I go to the Rock and Pod, dude, it's like I I feel like I totally fit in and belong. Like These people get me completely. Exactly. A lot of my friends love me. They think I'm hilarious, but they're also like they don't totally get me. They don't, you know, like even like I remember when Bill was telling some of my friends about this podcasting convention, they all kind of was chuckling and sneering at first until so Bill told them what was up about it. Like, right. hey, this is like, you know, guys from Megadeth and, and dudes from bands. Like, this is a big event, man. Like, this is not just a bunch of fucking nerds getting together. You know, because I think now people think, you know, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead and sneer. Just like people used to sneer at the comic book conventions. They don't right. anymore, though, dude. No, oh,
0: Comic-Con is fucking
1: you, huge. And I, and I kind of threw that in their face. I said, every one of you guys watch fucking Marvel and DC shit. Well, guess what? You know what? I got picked on. I got made fun of for liking that shit. Okay, and now well, it's That's like, the thing. Most of us that do geek. this
0: stuff, we were you just know? nerds as kids.
1: Right. Uh, and, the, isn't it funny
0: was, that the rock and metal community is really just a bunch of fucking nerds?
1: Oh, very much we, so.
0: We all read comic books. We all played fucking Dungeons and Dragons. We were basically huh. The Big Bang Theory without the brains.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we weren't. The, we weren't. You know, we weren't the smart kids, but we
1: were still geeks. We weren't the nerds. But we were we were the geeks. We were the guys that, you know, the weirdos, whatever. I think most heavy metal guys are are outcasts. They're 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 outsiders. They're let's be you know, it's like for people go, Oh, heavy metal went mainstream. Well, it kinda did, but it kinda didn't. Heavy metals always had a stigma to it. Always. Right. Even when it was at the height of its popularity in the eighties, you still had that man, I mean I had people calling me fucking devil worshipper bushy.
0: Okay, so or, or, or my favorite, gay. Yeah, well, that never. To, because I would listen to King Diamond. I would listen to Megadeth, Anthrax, Striper, Bon Jovi, Poison, right. Kiss. And it's like, oh, because Bon Jovi, Poison, oh, you're gay. Right. Uh, no, dude, I just banged your girlfriend yesterday. What the fuck do you mean I'm gay? And your mom, and <laughs> your just, mom. I just, I did your this mom music. and your
1: girlfriend in a three-way, bitch. <laughs> So, yeah, um, yeah, but, dude, you know, t- so I guess what I'm trying to say is um, it's it's the one event where I was like, these people get me. They get right. me. So, And it was like, you and me, dude, like, I'd never met you, but immediately I
0: hugged you because it's like, you're my boy, dude, you know? Well, we've known each other for a while, and we had right. work together. And right. it's so great to meet these people that you, you know, quote, and unquote, unquote work with. And putting faces with the voices, too. Yeah.
1: Because I remember, like, the first time, you know... Um, meeting Chris and Aaron, and I'm going. Oh, so that's what they look like. Yeah, cause right. I didn't fucking know, you know, because I Podfather, got turned on. You know, oh yeah, the Podfather, which Ken Mills, you fucking rule, dude. We love you, man. We got to have him on when I'm on. Yeah, I was like, oh, Seth. Now this motherfucker gets all these people on when when Big Daddy can't fucking be there. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but he has to have all this star power to fill that void.
0: Oh, boy. That's what happens when you duck me for a fucking concert. I get better guests.
1: Hey, whoa. I didn't (laughs) duck you, dude. Like I said, that that was actually Bill's idea. He's like, look, dude, I'm buying you a ticket. You're fucking going. You need to take a break from the trailer. You need one night off, Mike.
0: Yeah, there's and nothing I like, wrong with that. And I, and I was them. like, all right, dude. And
1: it was, I, I really hope you get to see Steel Panther one day. Like, I, I would love to see them in Tenacious D and like maybe The Darkness and, and uh, Bloodhound Kane do like a comedy rock
0: That would tour. be great. That
1: would be a great package. Those guys I do are want to let greatest. the
0: listeners know that I did tell Metal Mike before we went live here that I was going to bust his balls about not being <laughs> on the show. Because I knew he was busy, we had talked. I got his blessing to do more shows, you know. Got and you always
1: will, you know, because I mean, dude,
0: you know, <laughs> but like... I told him, I was—I told you I was going to bust your balls about that shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You
1: did. <laughs> uh, but also, you were asking about some other highlights. Well, obviously, like I said, uh, but I really enjoyed the undercover gems that we've done. I think that's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Total blast. Um, of course. Uh, records uh, neither of us had ever listened to. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uncovered gyms basically you know oh, yeah. uh, and then the, the the underground discussion we had was a lot of fun uh, the return because we'd had that you know
0: the hiatus uh,
1: and the twisted sister episode that we did with our very own sarah and jimmy yeah. neff it's a jimmy lot of fun neff. i mean dude i love doing this man
0: oh yeah and, the, I and, mean, and just reviewing detroit stories yeah uh, alice cooper and we all know how much dude i hate record reviews I had to sit down and do a fucking review of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Eve and other stories. Love that record. I got so sick of hearing that fucking album that I might not have it in the playlist anymore throughout this Christmas season. <laughs> wow. Because I hate doing record reviews, but every once in a while. Now, the other side of that is I just came off of doing review, review, review. Because I did fucking uh, Lip Biscuit on the Freeform Rock podcast. That oh, I had is on. that
1: out yet? Is that out it, yet? Because I'd like to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Still Sucks. Oh, okay. Oh, the new album. I- I'm yeah, going to have to yeah. check that out. I'll have to yeah. check that out, man. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, oh, another thing, Abby Kay interviewing them. Oh, the, the Abby
0: Kay interview band. was great because we yeah. didn't get to interview them at Rocket Pod, and I just reached out, man, and she was hip. She was down. They were all the gig. The whole way band was gig. cool as fuck,
1: man. Oh, and yeah. I- I, and I am so happy for her that she's got this gig open up for Nina Strauss and she's actually getting to play the Whiskey a Go-Go and all them. Or was it the true? Forget which nah, club it was where she it told me. It dad, was the Whiskey. One day I'm going to play on this stage. And she thought it was going to be like 10 or 15 years later. And here she is. I couldn't be happier for her. She seems like such a sweetheart. And uh, I really like that. Um, uh, and I played it for Though I really like that album. um, uh, or the the new song. Well, not the new song, but
0: uh, oh, because of you.
1: Well, that one. Pay
0: attention. it's real good but you know what i listened she's got like what five or six singles out i i didn't really find a bad one i found something i like better than others i really like that pay attention song man it's it because i mean for one it's heavy
1: but it's got that melodic you know like uh, i just like it a lot it's kind of poppy but yet heavy at the same time and really just a cool song man
0: i like Uh, poppy music so it's all good
1: well, I do, too, to a certain extent, man. You know, like, a lot of people seem to think that I'm I'm not anti-pop. See what I did there? You know, Primus has an album called Anti-Pop, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. hilarious. But anyway, uh, y- yeah, you know, I'm not, um, uh, you know, I do like some, like, I, I, hey, man, I'll, I'll be the first to, I, I dig some of Lady Gaga's stuff, man. And she's fucking cool because she likes metal. Like, she's an actual fan. I don't know if you know this, but she used to do burlesque routines to Black Sabbath.
0: Nice. I like Gaga anyway, also has appeared on the uh, Big Bushy Power Hour.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and man, does she have a butt that don't quit either. I know that's a sexist thing to say, but fuck it, I'm a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know. I'll I'll never bust your balls for that. I I was talking about donks after the Nashville trip. I know, uh, some
1: people just, you know, fucking... That's why I'm really looking forward to hearing the last episode, because... I think you and I are kind of on the same page with a lot of that stuff. It's like, I just wish people would, it's like Ralphie may said about, you know, you know, he was talking about the homosexual community. He wasn't talking about, all of them, but he just said, look, some of y'all need to lighten up. If you take a dick. You can take
0: a joke. What the yeah, fuck?
1: Yeah. Just fucking relax,
0: man. And it's sometimes like... it's a joke, not a dick. You don't need to take it so hard.
1: Right, you know, right, you know, it's just like, fuck, <laughs> man, you know, like, fucking lighten up, man. And, and again, everybody, humor's like everything else, it's subjective.
0: Subjective, like, but, yes, But, you know,
1: exactly. I, again, I just don't understand, and I felt this way about people, it's kind of funny, my, my nephew Kane even said, because what you've got is these, and I'm not talking about normal liberals, I'm talking about these loony lefties that, in my opinion, are just as zealous as any religious right-wing fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm going to censor you. I'm, you know, because back in the day, and you still got those people too. I mean, fuck! I passed a theater the other day, oh, and you had this guy with a bullhorn telling everybody they're going to hell, and he's yeah. preaching Jesus this and Jesus that, and that shit does piss me off. Look, I'm all for freedom of speech, and he has the right to, but I'm going, dude. I don't go into your church cranking fucking Slayer, and and disturbing you, motherfuckers. Right. Why do you have to bother me on my downtime? You know what I mean, but. But the point I was trying to make, man, is these these fucks are all like, again, it's it's like to me, cancel culture, censorship, period. It it's it, and they're no different than those people that tried to shut down Marilyn Manson in the '90s or whatever.
0: Like, hey, or the PMRC fuck, trying to shut right. down rock and roll in general in the eighties. If 80s.
1: you don't like it, then just turn it off. Don't watch yes. it. Don't listen to it. Don't read it. Don't fuck it. Don't suck it. Don't have anything to fucking do
0: with it, you fucking pussies. For like, real. Jesus. Fuck, man. Fuck. God damn. I agree. I man. guess all in all, what we're saying here is we've had a good run. I look forward to- We've had to a
1: great run, my friend. And I'm looking
0: more forward to the future. Because
1: my goal is to be back, not just done on the podcasting, because I, I got to be honest with you, I've, I've missed a lot of this, bro. Like, I- you know, it's uh, it's almost therapeutic for me. So it's like it, it it's been a rough few fucking weeks. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm like fuck, you know. Yeah. So it's,
0: it's like it's nice to be able to just talk music or movies or right, you know whatever you know, the fuck it, you want to talk doing, about. Even
1: doing the shows, it's like it's therapeutic to, to me, man. I, I live for it. I, I I love doing it, and I don't ever want to stop, you know. Uh,
0: so it's That's like because we're not we're not decibel geek. It, we're not cobras at fire. We're definitely not fucking to me. We don't get paid. We do it just because we love it.
1: Yep, and 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 that's what the same with that metal station. Like I miss doing my radio shows. I miss playing music and turning people to new bands or maybe stuff they hadn't heard before. And and you know, and even playing and even playing the, the the legacy bands, but playing deeper tracks. You know, I love doing that. I love you know, I love podcasting too. I love doing both because you can do different things on both <laughs> of them. You know? So absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I I very much miss it. So my goal is to to be back doing this and being on the air again or the stream um, after the holidays.
0: Oh yeah, and maybe we'll even figure it out at some point become a weekly podcast. Let's see how that goes. Oh,
1: that would be great. That would be great. And I definitely figured it out
0: because I I'm home goal. by five o'clock every night Monday to Friday. So okay, well we'll we'll try to
1: figure something out,
0: man. You know, um, I mean I got to tell you this. I'm uh I'm glad. I reached out. I'm glad you came on board.
1: Hey, man, I've missed this. I have so missed this. So thank you, my friend.
0: You uh, you're 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 welcome. But thank you, and uh, the show has definitely been elevated since you came on. I Appreciate um, that, brother. Thanks, man.
1: I try to bring you know, you know. I mean, and and, and that's cool because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. Like I, I liked your show when you had the Mountain Man on, and I've, 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 you know. Because you're one of my DJs and a friend, I've always tried to support you, Bush. But yeah, it, it was like, I'm not going to lie. I do think you and I are good. To, we're great together. Like, let's just say for argument's sake, the plug didn't exist. And we just said, hey, bro, let's do a podcast together. I think we'd still kick ass. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like, yeah, I might have elevated things. I'm air quotes to that, which I hate doing, but but uh, And I appreciate the compliments from people like – and people I admire, by the way, like Baco, saying those things. It's like, oh, it means the world to me, you know, because it's like it's awesome. But you and I are great together, dude. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so it's like I – yeah, I want to keep this fucking rolling for as long as we possibly can do it, man. I mean I'm, I'm going to do it to the point to where it's not any fun. And then if it's not any fun, there ain't no point in doing it. But right now I'm having a blast. And and like I said, I don't really ever see a point of me not ever doing this. Um, I'll probably do this shit till my dying breath, man, to be quite honest. I was
0: going to say, I'll do my last show from the hospital bed. As long as I can talk, I will do the show. Yeah. And that's that's this show or the uh, radio show. Yes, Now, I I do have to uh, kind of bring this to a close. Um, Yes, sir. By the time this comes on, I will have been a guest on the Decibel Geek Live broadcast, which is fucking hilarious because... I mean, they've had Rick Fox on. They've had uh, 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 Joshua Toomey from the Talk to Me podcast, who's now part of the Fest family.
1: Uh, <laughs> kudos to him, Josh. Congratulations for all your success. Your hard work's paying off, dude. Couldn't yeah. happen to a nicer guy. Um, kudos, brother.
0: Kudos, man. True story. My, my point is, boy, Decibel Geek must have been struggling for a guest this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Saul, so are you going to be on YouTube? This is a live thing, right?
0: This is live. It's live on Facebook, you Twitch, and I, YouTube. I'll share I the link. I,
1: might, I think I might check it out because I'm not doing the Metal Mike show. I've, I've told Chris, I'm like, God damn it, why do you always do this on Fridays? I'm on the air on Fridays. Number one, um, I well, would because love because
0: Saturday Night Live has a fucking uh, trademark.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, there you go. But I'm like... <laughs> You know, it's, it's almost enough to make me maybe change my day to a different night or something. Because I'm like, God damn it. Like, I always miss these. I mean, I, I watch them sometimes after the fact. But it's just not as cool, dude. You know what I mean? That's number one. Well, yeah, because you,
0: you get to interact.
1: I want to be a guest, God damn it. And I can't do that when I'm doing a fucking radio show. And you're taking listeners from me, Chris, Zach <laughs> and Aaron. Well, <Carroll. laughs> <laughs> nice. actually, I got a pretty good chat room and pretty good listenership. But still, you know, I was like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm making a joke, obviously, but, you know, I think I'm going to check it out, man. I'll, I'll check out you this. You should.
0: Tune and in. Uh,
1: everybody, man. They
0: go live, uh, as of this recording, they go live in a half hour. Um, Metal Mike, tell us where to find you. What's okay. going on? When will you be back at radio?
1: Okay, well, I don't want to give a specific date yet because I'm still in, it's still a work in progress, Like I said, if I could just take a week or two off from work, but it's just been impossible for me to do so. So I'm literally working on this fucker around my work schedule. Like I'll leave work after working 12 hours, go home, get my dog because I don't want to leave her here home. I mean, spend all night without me. I take her over, have my brother Mark watch her. Then I go over there and I work sometimes eight hours, six to eight hours on that fucking thing.
0: Damn, catch and, a few Z's and back at work, huh?
1: And then go back, go to sleep, get up the next day and go to work. And, or or if it's a weekend I'm off, go over there in the morning and do it again. And right. it's, you know, because it's going to get cold, dude. And I want, I want this shit off my back before it starts freezing and shit, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. the county, the Madison County has been really cool about this whole situation, but right now it's like there's this this, just just debris in my yard and it's like i gotta get i gotta clear it up i gotta get it out of there so you know as soon as i can do that man that's why i was just like fuck it i'm not even gonna try i'm gonna shoot for after the holidays hopefully it'll be sometime in january um that's what I'm, i'm i'm pushing
0: for so uh uh, and so when pay you attention can, to the uh, metal Mike show Facebook pages I yes, guess what we yes, should really I'll, say I'll here be
1: make, I'll be making announcements um, when I do come back of course I'll be resuming my Friday show which of course is from uh I believe 8 p.m to 1 a.m Eastern Standard Time and then after that uh, also I'll have a Tuesday night thrash bass show which I believe I'm going to start that probably 8 p.m to 11 p.m Eastern Standard Time maybe 12 a.m. Depends on how I feel. That's the Tuesday night thrash bash. And I might even, what's really going to be cool about the Tuesday night, Kane wants to come back in a big way. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be a lot of fun if we could do a show together? And I was like, well, hey, dude, I know a way you could do a show with me. Why don't you come over? You can even do the thrash bash with me. And then after that, we'll go into your show. And we'll literally broadcast together from my computer, from my Sam. It'll be like a Tuesday Tyler boys night, you know, where we just fucking do my thrash bash and then right afterwards we go into the crusader metal show and just kind of swap spots where I'm the host, but I'll let him take over. And right. um, I don't know if that's a hundred percent, but that's what kind of what we're wanting to do. I think it'd be really cool because I think with Kane, obviously he's a frequent guest on the metal Mike show and we have pretty good chemistry as well. I mean, you know, him and his gay humor, man. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, Uh, I mean, he's the guy that started the whole didgeridoo thing that fucking lions just ran with, Um, you know, and it was all because of this, you know, because my nephew don't give a fuck, man. It's not that he's gay, but he's like, oh, what's this weird shit? And he saw this porn where this guy, he didn't even know it was gay porn at first, man. He just clicks on it. It says didgeridoo (laughs) destruction or something, and it's two dudes, and the guy's playing a didgeridoo, and his boyfriend's in the other bed going, man, quit fucking playing that shit. I'm trying to fucking sleep. And it's all... You know how they sound. And the guy gets pissed off and he basically starts fucking the guy with a didgeridoo. I'm gonna didgeridoo <laughs> your ass. And they actually got flack for being culturally insensitive, which I think is hilarious. I'm like, wow.
0: Sure. A game
1: uh, oh, the irony. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, it's that whole fucking, you know...
0: Everybody's offended. Oh, I hate Everybody's it.
1: Everybody's fucking. Generation Butthurt is what they ought to call themselves. Exactly. Um, go fuck yourselves. Uh, you can go suck a dick. I don't give a fuck. Fuck your Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter. Don't even use Twitter except for the state. We have a Twitter for the station, and that's it. Right. Fuck Twitter. Fuck you, fucking. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Grow a pear, grow a spine if you're a chick and fucking just ignore it. If you don't like it, ignore it. That's Yeah, yeah. That's what I do.
0: George Carlos said it back in the 80s. Hey, Reverend, I don't know if you do it or not, but the radio has two dobs on it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got to tell you, I was glad to have you back for today. Um, totally. totally. I'm going to let these other two shows that I uploaded in the last couple of weeks do what they're going to do. I will get this up before Christmas cuz this is kind of an end of the year thing for us. Sure. Sure. Um, I will be on, I mean, I'm on every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be on Christmas morning. Uh, I don't know how much talking I'm going to do. And unlike all these other guys that do Christmas shows, my Christmas show is going to be a Christmas show. So, if you just want some Christmas music, both rock and metal, but also traditional... While you're opening your gifts, I'm not going to be profane and all that. I will be on the air Christmas morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., doing my Christmas show. And you know Bushy, Bushy likes Christmas, man. So all the standards are going to be there. And yes, you're going to hear Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you as well. So fuck you. I love that song. You know
1: what? She uh, she could sing that to me. That's all I'm saying. That chick's hot. Um, Yes. So... I, I do wanted to say I do want to say though uh, again man Happy Holidays brother I know it's hey, been a rough year brother. for you as well so uh, you know ha- uh, Happy Holidays Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones man and uh, you know what again I, I've said it before I'll say it again thank you for inviting me to be a part of this I'm truly fucking honored man and uh, you know I love you you know.
0: Well, hey, I love you too, brother, and uh, I'm honored you decided to come on. I'm trying to get out of bushy character mode so I can say this to you. Uh, I'm honored you decided to come on, and and I thank you so much. And I and it's been a great run. And um, I, I, and I also
1: want to say a thank you to Mark Alden Taylor because he messaged me and said, "Brother, I just want you to know you're really, really missed, man." And he wasn't just talking about the podcast; he was talking about the station. And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, just in general, yeah." A shitty night at work. So, Mark, thank you so much, man. You're a good dude, man. And I appreciate it,
0: you know. Yes, hey, and we will have Mark on sometime. I promised
1: him. I promised him. I'm like, he yes. goes, I was, I'm like, I promise you, we will have you on, dude. I promise. I don't know what exactly yes. we'll cover. But yes, Mark, you are going to be a guest on the show. And I,
0: I also, will tell you this. I'm going to put my foot down on this, Mike. <laughs> it will not be a record review. You're going to have to fucking swing from the hip, bitch.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, the way I look at it, maybe we could do with Mark what my idea for the pod father and Chris and Aaron and Ralph and everybody else is just, you know, I, I, you know, Mark could tell his musical story, how he got into rock, how he got into metal. Cause I know his story is a little different than it's
0: most different from mine. Yeah. Yes. So yes. That could and Mark's be an interesting the same age as me. So
1: I, I think it. it would be a really cool conversation because Mark, Mark literally is a day younger than me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a he,
1: day younger than me and my yeah, partner he, Mark. So, and, and it's just really interesting to hear, how things got in his wheelhouse. So, um, you know, because I remember one time he said something about, I forget if it was down or whatever, but, oh, I can't believe I missed this band and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, who gives a fuck when you got to the party as long as you fucking attend?
0: Dude, yeah, as That's long as you I show up.
1: Yeah, you're here, dude. It doesn't matter if you discovered this band when they first come out or fucking 20 years later. It doesn't fucking matter. Nope. I've discovered.
0: I've even played Rush on my radio show, and I can't stand them. But there's a couple songs I dig.
1: Oh, really? Interesting. Um, But uh, anyway, dude, I also want to thank Baco and Ken Mills, and of course my good friend Wadzilla Ian Wadley for for you know helping out. Um, You know, I can't wait to listen to the episode. I know it's going to be a hoot with those three guys. I, I I can't wait to hear it. Quite honestly, I was like, I saw that and I went, ooh. Oh, I gotta listen to this one, man. But like I said, I did check the one out with Mark, um, and you guys did a great job.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 next one's better.
1: <laughs> right on, right on.
0: Fuck you, Mark, for t- saying on the Metal Dungeon you get more downloads than me. Sucking
1: <laughs> oh. <of> bitch. <laughs> hey, you know what though, man? Good for Mark. I mean, he's worked yeah. hard. He, I mean, this is a guy who's dude. Kinda... They're every week. And not only that, he scraped and clawed his way. Yeah, you know, I mean, when Mark started out, man, it was kind of a rocky start. You know, let's just be honest about it. I'm sure he'd be the first to fucking
0: well, admit. Sure, that, he started man. with Terrence, and then he yeah. had another moron on, and
1: yeah, it's like he just I mean,
0: tried to grab a foothold. Did he decided to pick a fight with rock and metal? And but dude, he's he's come out. Um,
1: you know, and he found
0: a really great partner. Yep. somebody who um,
1: has definitely got a, a, a presence all his own. Uh, Lee Gerstler. Sure. And uh, you know, uh, they they had me on, and I and I I was honored, and I'll be honored to come back on Mark. So Absolutely. we'll definitely. He's wanting you and me on to do Judas Priest's point of entry. Oh, I do know that's fucking record review. Well, well, you know, maybe that'll be down the road. We'll have him on first.
0: Yeah, yeah, no oh, fucking record reviews. Ugh.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway are we going to do any plugs of the week I mean I guess you kind of did with your shows And everything you're doing And, and I did but do you want to Yeah plug yeah anything?
0: sure I'll do one real quick And I'm going to talk about it later on uh, On this Decibel Geek Live But I, wanted, I want you guys to check out uh, Project Resurrect um, It's from our buddy Wayne Noon Over at Rat Salad Review Right on uh, he, uh, He's the drummer on this album I didn't realize he was such a great drummer The album's called uh, False Reality It's an eight 8-track uh, album Just came out this year You can get it on Bandcamp You can check them out at uh, uh, ratsellerreview.com Check out their uh, YouTube channel You know, The Good Doctor Dr. Fuck has been on a couple of their shows I love the podcast they do Called This Podcast Belongs to Them It's a King Diamond podcast It's absolutely amazing It is yeah, a cool Project podcast. Resurrect Check that out I'm now. like,
1: hell yeah King Diamond, Merciful Fate How can you go wrong with that, man?
0: Dude, on the On the spine of the uh, CD, because it's one of those see-through spines. Oh, yeah? It says, you remember Twisted Sister on their uh, on the album sleeves inside? It always said, play it loud, mother. Yeah. It says, play it loud for your neighbors.
1: Nice. <laughs> Check out False so, Reality uh,
0: by Project Resurrect.
1: False Reality by Project and, and And how do I get that, like a
0: physical copy? Project that- Resurrect, you can go to a band camp. They got a band camp.
1: Sweet, sweet. Okay, cool, man. I'll order the album because I I definitely want to support them. I loved what they did when it was, um, I believe, Lisa Black with Ralph and they did that cover of um, Black Widow. Oh, amazing. That was fucking awesome, dude.
0: Yeah, that's Wade Noon on drums again. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: I know. It was great. It was great. Uh, Anyway, my plug of the week is an album that just came out by one of my personal favorite bands. I had the honor of interviewing the bass player of this band at the Rockin' Pod, and that is the almighty Exodus with Persona Non Grata, the newest album. This fucking album rips. It fucking shreds. It's fucking amazing. Again, it's one of those bands that, just like Death Angel, the last few releases have been fucking phenomenal, Um I mean, you got the title track, man. R.E.M.F., Slipping into Madness, Elitist, which I fucking love that. Prescribing horror, (laughs) the beatings will continue until morale improves. How can you not love a song title like that? This fucking album, Clickbait, The Years of Death and Dying, it is fucking badass, man. If you love old school thrash metal, this is, I mean, you can definitely tell Gary has been aching to do Exodus again. And uh, uh, they also have some amazing videos made by the same guy that did the Slayer videos for The Repentless. There's like a trilogy of them that tells a story. Fucking badass, man. Check out Persona Non Grata. Out right now. Buy Exodus. Fucking buy that shit. You will not be disappointed.
0: Outstanding. I'll have to check it out myself.
1: Metal Mike, final thoughts? Final thoughts are always, brother. Stay metal. Well, wait. Keep fighting the good fight and remember to stay metal, motherfuckers. I almost forgot my slogan. Jesus Christ.
0: Looks so like you've right. been way too long. Yes, Watch sir. this, motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next year. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when, when suddenly, suddenly we're, we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go, but hey, I say, well that's okay, cause we'll see you very soon, I know, very soon, I know, what the fuck is this shit, this is how we say goodbye on the plug, see you next week.